You are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Most precious name. Amen. Okay. Let's see what we can do with the time we have. The Bible talks about how faith comes. And it talks about the fact that there is a process that bets faith in your heart. It's hearing. Everybody say hearing. And that means that if you want to stir faith in your heart again, you can deliberately do it by just hearing. Not hearing anything, but hearing what? The word of God. Hearing the word of God. Throughout this month, we've been talking about fruit. Fruits, as the case might be. And um, one of the scriptures I read was about how the word of truth of the gospel has produced fruit in you as it has done in all the world. Amen. That means that the hearing of God's word doesn't just stir faith in your heart. It produces fruit in your life. Amen. Glory to God. So this morning... Um, this is like the last Sunday of the month, so I would have to try and tidy up what we've been dealing with. So I'm going to be talking about seven realities of the fruits of righteousness. Amen. Seven realities of the fruits of righteousness. In the course of it, I want to be dealing with some of the things we had mentioned, and you hear them again, and then touch some things that we might not have mentioned. Amen. Now, most of the time, when we have teaching series like that, it is difficult to exhaust content. Alright? In a normal Sunday service or in Sunday services, it's difficult to exhaust content. Because we might have quite a lot to share and we have to share as much as time will permit us. Especially because we have one service, then we have another Sunday, and we have another Sunday and all that. And that's why I will encourage you to enroll for Faith to Faith Bible Academy. Amen. In that class, whatever subject we're dealing with, we attempt to exhaust content. Amen. So everything comes out. Alright, so seven realities of the fruits of righteousness. Let's open our scriptures to Philippians 1 verse 11. That has been our theme. Our scriptural text, Philippians 1 11. So this um, teaching will like summarize what we've been trying to talk about. Let's read the scripture together. I want to go. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. Amen. Okay, I just saw someone now, like, you know, like, is it, am I seeing with my physical eyes, or I'm seeing something else. You're in service, good. Amen. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. The first reality 
of the fruit of righteousness. Write this down. The fruits of righteousness are products of the gifts of righteousness. The fruits of righteousness are products of the gifts of righteousness. That's the first reality. Say it with me. The fruits of righteousness are products of the gifts of righteousness. Glory to God. You remember in Romans 5, verse 17, For if by one man's offense death reign, by one much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the Bible talks about that gift of righteousness. That gift of righteousness. And we're saying the first reality about this fruit is that the fruit of righteousness is a product. They are products of what? The gift of righteousness. That understanding should be strong. Hallelujah. If not, you have people trying to achieve something without understanding the source. Amen. Are we together? I will try and rush. The seventh one is the one I will take time and teach. The second reality of the fruits of righteousness. The gift of righteousness precedes and produces the fruits of righteousness. The gift of righteousness precedes and produces the fruits of righteousness. They are similar, but they are different. Amen. Now, what I'm trying to say is that that fruit of righteousness is the harvest, amen, that comes from the gifts of righteousness. Am I communicating? That means that you can't have fruits of righteousness if you've not received the gift of righteousness. Amen. So, did you get the second reality? The gift of righteousness precedes. Precede means it comes before. And produces the fruits of righteousness. So someone can talk about the fruits of righteousness without first having the gift of righteousness. That means that someone's good doing or good works, alright, cannot be counted as fruits of righteousness if the person has not received the gift of righteousness. Amen. You know, you cannot do good into heaven. Amen. You know, some people don't understand that. They don't understand that. They think that they can, by good works, accumulate enough good works that will take them into heaven. No. We are qualified for the kingdom by the works of Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. What you know as the finished works of Christ. Not by our good works. But because we have embraced the finished work, our good works now count. Amen. Am I communicating? Because we've embraced his finished work, our good works now count. Our good works won't count for us eternally if we've not embraced the finished work. Hallelujah. So did you get the second reality? The gift of righteousness precedes and produces the fruits of righteousness. Reality number three. The fruits of righteousness are expressed through our work and works. W-A-L-K and W-O-R-K-S. The fruits of righteousness are expressed through our work. W-A-L-K 
and works. W-O-R-K-S. Let me be sure that you got reality number three. So say what you wrote. Want to go? Amen. What do we mean by work? As in W-A-L-K. Conduct. Your behavior. Alright? Your conduct, your behavior, your character. Let me show you a scripture. Romans 7. Um, verse 4 and 5. Now, there are times where the Bible talks about fruit, and it's talking about character. Amen? It's talking about what character. So, I said, the fruits of righteousness are expressed through your work, W-L-K, your conduct, your character, your behavior. Look at this scripture here. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also have become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye, sh- ye should be married to another, even to him, who is raised from the dead, that we should what? Bring forth fruit unto God. Here, he's talking about character. Amen. Am I communicating? Bring forth fruit unto God. Verse 5. He now says, For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, plural, sins, so some acts of sin, which were by law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. Amen. Are we together? So he's talking about character, behavior, conduct. So, the fruits of righteousness are expressed through our character, through our conduct. That's what I mean by work. W-A-L-K. At the same time, we're saying, they're also expressed through our works. W-O-R-K-S. Hallelujah. Are we together? I'll show you two scriptures now. John 15, verse 8, and then we'll read verse 16. In that place, in that portion, it's talking about works, not character. Not conduct, not behavior. It's talking about your exploits. Amen. Are we together? Your deeds. Let's read verse 8. It says, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my Father. It's not talking about character here. It's talking about exploits, actions, your deeds, results. Amen. Am I communicating? Verse 16. Verse 16 also, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He's also talking about your actions, your exploits. In essence, we're saying that the fruits of righteousness are expressed through your character and your exploits. Amen. You cannot say, I have fruits of righteousness, and it's, it's not showing your character. You cannot say, talk about fruits of righteousness, it's not showing in the exploits. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. Say, the fruits of righteousness are expressed through my work and through my works. They are expressed through my character and through my exploits. Amen. That means that if you have the fruits of righteousness in your life, it will show by your interactions with people and by the manifestations of the Spirit of God in your life. Amen. Are we together? Alright? What's that one? Reality number what? So we're going to what? Alright, reality number four. 
The fruits of righteousness can be less or more in your life. The fruits of righteousness can be less or more in your life. Philippians 1.11. In Philippians 1.11 it says, Being filled with what? The fruits of righteousness. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. That means, take more. Amen. If you don't take more, you have less than you would have had. Amen. Are we together? So the fruits of righteousness could be less or more. It means that at this stage in your life, you could exhibit more fruits of righteousness than you were exhibiting last year. You can have more fruits of righteousness in March than you had in January and February. Amen. Say it with me. Say the fruits of righteousness can be less or more in my life. Which one do you choose? Which one do you choose? There's somebody, your neighbor that is not talking. Tell your neighbor, don't you want more? Amen. Glory to God. Reality number five. The fruits of righteousness are internally generated, but externally expressed. The fruits of righteousness are internally generated, but externally expressed. Did you get that? I'll give you two scriptures. Philippians 1, 11, and then we'll look at Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Here it says, we read this earlier, being filled by the fruits of righteousness, which are by, which are by who? Jesus Christ. Which are by, he's talking about the source. Which are by what? Jesus Christ. So it's internally generated. Amen. They are by Jesus Christ, but it's through you. You know, the word by and through are not the same. Amen. It was done by this, through this. Amen. Okay. It's through you, but by him. Glory to God. Did you get that? So, what did you write down? The fruits of righteousness are internally generated, but externally expressed. So, you cannot say, eh, eh, it's inside of me. No, it should show. Amen. Fruits are meant to be seen. Glory to God. They are meant to be seen. Imagine you went to a tree. And then say, uh, the fruit is there. Even if you are not seeing it, it is there. It's supposed to be seen. So, even if they are internally generated, they should be externally expressed. My second scripture on the line is Philippians 2, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. What does he say? Walk out. Everybody say, walk out. Walk out your own salvation with fear and walk out. Look at verse 13. For it is God which walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So, there's something happening internally, but you must give it expression externally. Amen. So, say with me, say the fruits of righteousness are internally generated, but externally expressed. Number six. Are you with me? Reality number six. The fruits of righteousness are your testimonies. They are your testimonies. Philippians 1.11, go back there. They are your testimonies. It says, 
being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. Then he says what? Unto. Unto what? The glory and praise of God. That means when the fruits of righteousness show up, God is glorified. Amen. Are we together? He said, herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. Glory to God. That means that it brings glory to God. It's a testimony in your life. So the fruits of righteousness are your testimonies. They prove that righteousness is springing out of your life. Amen. In the Old Testament, you see a scripture that says that your righteousness shall go forth. Amen. Shall go before you. It shall be your rare guide. Amen. It's talking about the fruits of your righteousness. Am I communicating? So they are your testimonies. Psalm 1 verse 3. In Psalm 1 verse 3, it talks about bringing forth fruit in your season. Amen. Talking about your leave not withering. That means that people can see the good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. So say with me, the fruits of righteousness are my testimonies. Glory to God. Are we together? Number seven is where I want to just stay a little while. So let's be sure you got all of them. Because some of you, you know, you can be in class, but you always copy notes from your classmates. (laughs) Glory to God. You know that kind of question. Where were you now? So what's reality number one? Some of you... You never talk in church. You know, you just wait when they say they're righteousness. The things you can remember have the capacity to change your life more than the things you can't remember. So when you come to church, writing helps you, it helps you, it strengthens. The ability to remember. It's easier for you to remember something you wrote down. Because for you to write it down, you have to say it a second or third time in your mind. Am I communicating? What's the second one? Amen. Glory to God. You are looking like you are hearing me. Let's look at the third one. The fourth one. Amen. Number five. Number six. Amen. Amen. All right. So, number seven. The seventh reality of the fruit of righteousness. You know, um, the scripture already said being filled. So, this seven captures how they increase. So, write this down. The fruits of righteousness increase by Yielding to the word of God and the spirit of God. The fruits of righteousness increase by yielding to the word of God and the spirit of God. 
say, say it with me. Want to go? The f- increase by yielding to the word of God and the spirit of God. Hallelujah. That's ability to yield. I don't know if the word yieldedness is correct. Or if it is, is not correct, that's what I mean. Amen. Yield. So I want to show you something. Because there will be an increase in the fruits of righteousness. In your life. In essence, we're saying there will be an increase of testimonies in your life. Glory to God. And um, there are several scriptures that show us and talk to us about that increase. Let me start from Philippians 1. In my own little note, the note is actually about five years old, I've written down four things that help us increase the fruits of our righteousness. One of them is obedience. Amen. Um, if you read this scripture, go from verse 9. You see it was a prayer. Okay? He said, and this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So, I, I, next verse. 10. That you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense to the day of Christ. Then he now said, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. Sorry, what I'm reading to you is for prayer. Amen. Obedience. I was supposed to say, sorry, that's not the scripture for obedience. Now, obedience simply means that you are responding to the word of God or the instruction of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It increases the fruits of righteousness in your life. The second thing is prayer. It's prayer I was showing you, so let me just go there straight. Prayer. You see in Philippians 1 that he was talking about prayer. It was prayer. He was praying for the Philippian church to be filled. So you can pray for yourself. Amen. Am I communicating? So obedience. Everybody say obedience. Obedience. Prayer. Okay, the third one is giving. Amen. But when I studied all of them, I found out that they all, the bottom line is yielding. Amen. Are we together? Bottom line is what? Yielding. Obeying is yielding. Praying is yielding. Giving is yielding. I mentioned the third one, giving. So let me show you the giving scripture. 2 Corinthians 9.10. In 2 Corinthians 9.10, he says, Now, he that ministered seed to the soul, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. That means that what comes out of a life of generosity is that there will be an increase in fruits of righteousness. Amen. Glory to God. You know, some people always think about giving in one direction. They think about giving just that what they give will be multiplied to them. But the scripture is telling you that there are two streams that generosity brings into your life. Amen. The stream of having more than what you gave. That means that, oh, you gave a million 
And then God gives you more than a million so that you can give again. That's one side. The second side of it is that the fruits of your righteousness will increase. Amen. Am I communicating? And that's the bigger one. Amen. That's the bigger one. But I don't want to focus on that. So number three is giving. The first one, Hebrews 12, 11. Hebrews 12, 11. The first thing that increases the fruits of your righteousness. You might not like this one, but it's very good. Let's read together. I want to go. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Never the afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruits of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Ha ha. Chastening. Everybody say chastening. Now, in the context of the New Testament, chastening is not necessarily punishment. It is discipline. Amen. Spiritual discipline. The discipline of the spirits of God. That this discipline of the spirits will increase the fruits of righteousness in your life. If you allow the discipline happen. You know, a lot of times, believers dodge the discipline of God. They dodge the, the chastening of God. Hello? Hello? You didn't hear me well. I say a lot of times believers dodge it. And anytime you dodge the chastening of the Lord, you miss out on the fruits of, increase in the fruits of righteousness. I share this testimony all the time. At least that's the one I can publicly share. Of how I got to university. You know, somebody was walking me once. I said, Pastor, you know, you want this thing done like this. One I said, I've, uh, God has even helped me. I am very patient now. Amen. <laughs> Amen. My tolerance level for nonsense was zero. Amen. Are you understanding me? I was, I'm serious about everything. I'm serious about being serious. Are you understanding me? Until I had a roommate in university. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We stayed together. Man, I would have packed out the first few weeks. Because you know where you are, you know, you want to pull out your hair. Are you understanding me? But I found out that God used it to train me in being patient with the slowest woman being I will ever meet. Hello. Now, maybe I'm a little older. There's a way I even wake up. You would think something happened. <laughs> because even before I wake up, already what I want to do, I already know. I just wake up. Let's start. <laughs> That's how I'm wired. So, when I wake up, if we were supposed to do something, you told me 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock is 6 o'clock. Are you understanding me? Are you profiling me? You are psychoanalyzing me. I block you in Jesus' name. Alright, but I'm just saying something, personality. So, this guy, I wake up, 
And then we say, we've decided to do something that day. We have agreed on a particular time. Then I'm awake. I don't know how somebody will be awake and still be lying down on their bed. I, I'm, not fi- I'm not wired that way. The essence of waking up is to stand up. Amen. Sorry if I'm, you know, but that's, that's how me I'm wired. So I don't understand how someone wakes up and is still lying down. Uh, the, um, it itches me. Are you understanding me? You know. So, but this guy who just is awake and is lying down. Then I say, um, I'm trying to be to show empathy. So I say, Are you having headache? He said, No. Are you feeling sick? He says, No. So why are you lying down? Then he says, Oh, you want me to stand up now? I say, Yes. He said, okay, no problem, I will stand up. Then, I've gone to do something, I'm back. He's still not up. I said, ah, you said you were standing up. I said, yes, I will stand up. He's not explaining stand up. Why don't you just stand up? <laughs> He's not explaining that you are standing up. Why don't you just stand up? <laughs> I try every time I talk about this story, not to mention his name. Because he's also doing well somewhere. And man, I learned it was a school of patience and long suffering. <laughs> Are you understanding me? A college of patience and long suffering. I learned it. Now, I'm using that illustration. There, are, there, there were opportunities to escape. Amen. To escape. You know, there are people that have roommates that, or living with relatives that, because of the way the person behaves, they come back just when it's to sleep, so that they don't have to have, to reduce, to have minimal contacts. But the truth is that there are people that we bring out the best in you. There are certain relationships that they, you need to rub with those relationships for something refined to come out of you. It means I'm saying that there are individuals that God brought into your life deliberately to work out His purpose. You have to have discernment to know the difference between that person and the one that is really if an obstacle to destiny. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You have to have discernment to know the difference. Sometimes it might not be people. It could be a space. There are some people that went to work somewhere. You got a job. It was a job. Oh, you prayed about it and God gave you the job. But when you start, from the moment you start working there, the first day, as we say in Nigeria, Wahala started. You know, there are some people that don't like being corrected. Thank you. They don't like being corrected. Once you correct them, you are their enemy. You know, they are people like that. And God knows that if you don't change that thing, the, the inheritance that he has for you, you will never touch it. He will bring someone that cannot keep quiet when he sees something wrong in your life. If you breathe deeper than a particular way, you will complain. 
Praise the Lord. And you know the funny thing? You might have a, an opportunity to escape. But if you escape, there will be no increase in the fruits of righteousness. The Bible says now, no chastening. There's no chastening that is exciting. No. It says no chastening for the present. For the present, seemed to be joyous. But it is grievous. It means that you will not like it. It's training. Amen. Training of the spirit that produces character. That's why you see some people. And I was talking to someone one time. You know, the person went to a department in church. Said, I don't like that department. I don't like this department. I don't like this department. I say, hey, stay. Stay in that department. Just stay. Today, I thank God for the responsibilities that I had to handle. Some of them were not things I would have done on my own. Amen. I was not brought up to be used to manual work. Amen. But when we got to school, my job, when we first got to campus, was what you would like, they call it now, organizing secretary or something. We used to arrange the hall, set up the place, you know, for meetings. Man. Man. You understand that? I attribute my current height to the benches I carried. <laughs> because I would have had a chance of adding two or three inches. The benches are from deeper life. Deeper life is a lovely church. We used to go and hire them, borrow them. They, we're not hiring them. They'll give it to us to use. And they were heavy. I don't know what they used to make the benches. You know, maybe they believe that the thing has to be real. So, I, I, I don't even see those kind of benches again. They were, those kind of benches can carry seven people. Are you understanding me? Long. And two people have to carry, one person will carry on this side, the other person will carry on the other side, and then we'll take it from a few that know University of Port Harcourt. We'll take it from inside Delta Park. I'm sorry. From inside Choba Park, their secretary was in Choba Park. And cross the T junction and go to Delta Park. Then when the meeting is over, we'll carry it back. We'll be jumping gutter with it. When you jump, your bones will go down. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Now, listen, that was my job. <laughs> and then we carry it back. You will set up another, another, another. But it's what it has done for me. <laughs> Are you understanding me? Throughout life, we're always setting up something. Is that not so? We're setting up. I could just sit down and know, no, keep this one this way. We were in Abuja for one word from God. I told them, said, the equipment should be this way. This one be that. Where did that knowledge come from? Amen. It won't be this way. This one mounted here. This one. Are you listening to me? That thing you are running from, you need it. Let me tell two people, that thing you are running from. You need it. Glory to God. You need it. You know, there are some people that have never lived with anybody. Never. Never. 
And then maybe you went for NYC or something. God just arranged for you to go and live with somebody personal. You know? Just, um, make sure you wash the plates. Um, um, mop my room. You say, hey, is it the work I'm going to come here and do? <laughs> Someone I know was living with somebody. The person complained to me every week. <laughs> every week, person called, Pastor. I'm packing out tomorrow. <laughs> I said, what did I say? So I, I, I'm packing out. I said, what did you say? Say it again. So okay. I want to ask for permission to pack out tomorrow. I said, permission not granted. <laughs> but, you know, because I know what the person is running from. And what the person is running from is what the person needs. Amen. Amen. Now, no chastening for the present. Seemed to be joyous. There are some people that were in comfortable positions and then they are now in a place where they don't have the, the kind of resources they used to have. There's something to rot in you. Amen. Glory to God. Don't be someone that always looks for comfort zone, comfort zone, comfort zone. There are some zones that are not comfortable, but they will bring out the purpose of God in your life. Are you listening to me? I've been there several times. This year you will meet those kind of situations. Recognize them. Recognize them. You know, somebody say, um, and there's this um, quote. I've heard it before. It says, don't go where you're tolerated. Go where you're celebrated. In certain circumstances, that might apply. But you look through the scriptures, look at Bible characters, Paul and the rest of them. They had to stay in places they were not tolerated. That place, sorry, in places they were tolerated. In that place they were tolerated was God's purpose for them. Somebody will be looking at them and say, I don't even know what you are doing here, but they know they shouldn't go. Amen. Is this issue of go where you are celebrated that makes some people want to break their marriage? Amen. Eh, my husband is not celebrating me, he's tolerating me, so I'm going to where I am celebrated. Chapter what verse what is that? Is that in your quoting? Go where you are celebrated. Not where to, is it in the Bible? That you, you want to obey that one. Amen. Even if you use pen and write it at the back of your Bible, it's still not in the scripture. There are certain places where you are tolerated. It is the place of God for you. It will just be for a short time. Amen. You have young people today that cannot even be mentored. Amen. They can't be mentored. That's why they can never handle big things. Because they go around someone that has the opportunity to mentor them. And the moment something doesn't go exactly how they want it to go, they get offended. You see, that you see mentees that are vexing for the mentor. I'm no more talking to him. I'm not picking his call. As if you picked his call, it will change his own life. Amen. Uh, I, I stopped going there. 
<laughs> you know, you just see how foolishness has increased. You understand that? Foolishness has increased. Increased. There are people that will mentor you. They will not make it easy. Amen. Don't make it easy. Don't make it easy. <laughs> I heard a story. Okay, I, I said I, sh- I will stop telling the story with mentioning the names. Someone was um, like under the mentorship of Bishop David Ripple. He still is. So, if some of you know the Bishop of Living Faith, sometimes maybe he's traveling to a particular place, he'll just call some of his sons in ministry and say, I'm going to maybe South Africa, or I'm going to so so, um, join me. And it's a privilege, you understand that? Maybe be flying the private jet, are you understanding me? And you go. So one of those days, he called this man of God that is like a son to him. He said, oh, we're going to so-so place. Join me. So he said, yes, sir. Then it was his wife's birthday that day. So he called back. I said, Bishop, sir, sorry. My wife's, it's my wife's birthday. So we are going to be... Um, doing something special for her. I might not be able to go this time. He said, okay, no problem, no problem. No problem. So, weeks passed. He had not heard from Bishop, so he tried to call him. He couldn't reach him. Months passed. He tried to reach him. He tried to go and see him. He couldn't see him. So, it took long. He had not been able to see him. So, finally, he got across to him. I said, ah, sir. I've been, it has been difficult to reach you this day. What's happened? He said, have you finished the celebration with your wife? I thought the birthday was still on. <laughs> Glory to God. I thought the birthday was still on. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, the point he was trying to make, which some people don't understand. You know, I see young people that are forming busy. Don't show an older person your clock. Hello. It's disrespectful. Amen. Especially someone that might even be busier than you are. Um, This guy's book, um, uh, it's not a prophetic book, it's uh, a secular book. Uh, Richard Templar, uh, Rules of Work. One of the, he's made a statement and one of, he has several rules of this, rules of that, rules of that, one of the books. He said that the proof that you are, I'm summarizing it, I'm using my own words, that you are effective, is that you don't really show people how much you work. Amen. That means you work more than what you show people. So when you see somebody that just says, ah, as I'm talking to you now, <laughs> 100 people are waiting for me. <laughs> you know that people that behave like that? You meet a busy person, you are not claiming to be busy. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you with me? Somebody, one day somebody was trying to reach me and then we fixed an appointment, some something. Then when I, but I said, why couldn't you come? He said, I was busy. 
Sukhi. Okay. I guess I am Idu. <laughs> I guess I am Idu. There are certain people that, as I'm preaching now, they call me on phone. I'll say, Pastor Sandra, round up the service. <laughs> Amen. If I have to fly, we fly. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I've been summoned somewhere. 2 a.m. Are you listening to me? I, I entered that town. I met the person about 2 a.m. I said, ah, which time will they come out now? Which time will they come out? And the meeting was for like 30 minutes. Amen. Are you listening? I'm saying, just 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Meeting is over. But I'm better off for it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So I'm speaking to the core and to the heart of everyone here. Don't dodge the discipline of the Spirit of God. Amen. Don't run away from circumstances that God Himself puts you in. You will know. You will know. You might be frustrated on the outside, but the peace will be in your hearts. Amen. Are we together? Yes, you might be frustrated on the outside. It might not be convenient. You know, there are relations that are not convenient, naturally speaking, to keep up with. But you know in your spirit that that is the thing. That's how it is. Lift your right hand. Say, I hear. I receive. Say it again. I hear. I receive. Let's rise and just take a minute or two and pray about what we've heard today. Just pray about what you heard today. Oh, we give you praise. Pray for yourself. Remember the things we've shared about the seven realities of the fruits of righteousness. And pray for yourself. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of around the world by the power of the Lord.